August 19th, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 26. And now, dear brothers and sisters, I, Paul, will write about the special abilities the Holy Spirit gives to each of us, or I must correct your misunderstandings about them. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know how to discern what is truly from God. No one speaking by the Spirit of God can curse Jesus, and no one is able to say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but it is the same Holy Spirit who is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service in the church, but it is the same Lord we are serving. There are different ways God works in our lives, but it is the same God who does the work through all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us as a means of helping the entire church. To one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another He gives the gift of special knowledge. The Spirit gives special faith to another. And to someone else He gives the power to heal the sick. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and to another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to know whether it is really the Spirit of God or another spirit that is speaking. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, and another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Holy Spirit who distributes these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up only one body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into Christ's body by one Spirit, and we have all received the same Spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am only an ear and not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? Suppose the whole body were an eye, then how would you hear? Or if your whole body were just one big ear, how could you smell anything? But God made our bodies with many parts, and He has put each part just where He wants it. What a strange thing a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some of the parts that seem weakest and least important are really the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect from the eyes of others those parts that should not be seen, while other parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together in such a way that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other equally. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad.
We do not need ministers who minister simply because they can do nothing else. We do not need ministers who minister simply because they see the need. We do not need ministers who minister simply because they have come to some logical conclusion that this is the place they best fit in the economy of God. We need ministers who are called by God. And therefore, they have no choice. They have no choice but to preach, but to prophesy. We need men who have an oracle. We need men who carry a burden that would break them if it were not for the Spirit of God strengthening them. We need men who are led of the Spirit of God through the Scriptures. Men who are led of the Spirit, not just to be in a certain place or to do a certain thing, but we need men led by the Spirit to correctly discern spiritual realities. Especially in the context here that we have of Ezekiel. What are those realities? The deplorable, horrifying condition of man. And the recognition, the solid recognition that there is no hope whatsoever for man in the strength of the arm but only in the proclamation of the Word of God in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's all that we have. There is an indwelling of the Spirit. There is the regenerating work of the Spirit. But if you are going to stand and preach, there must be an anointing. There must be oil. There must be God giving you what you need to carry this task. We need men anointed of the Holy Spirit. Brothers, the more that we trust in the arm of the flesh with all these strategies and these fads of church growth and everything else that just go past us one one a day, and they last about that long. To shun all of that and say, no, this is a war that cannot be won by any carnal means. This is a giant far too large to be taken down by human ingenuity, the gathering together of organizations, strategies, and plans and programs. No, I'll shun it all and I'll take up my weapons the proclamation of the word of the living God. Intercessory prayer. And if you would like to add two more, I will give them to you. Sacrificial love and suffering. Those are the weapons of our warfare. Psalm 36, verses 1 through 12. For the choir director, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord. Sin whispers to the wicked deep within their hearts. They have no fear of God to restrain them. In their blind conceit, 
They cannot see how wicked they really are. Everything they say is crooked and deceitful. They refuse to act wisely or do what is good. They lie awake at night, hatching sinful plots. Their course of action is never good. They make no attempt to turn from evil. Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice like the ocean depths. You care for people and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your unfailing love, O God! All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your rivers of delight. For you are the fountain of life, the light by which we see. Pour out your unfailing love on those who love you. Give justice to those with honest hearts. Don't let the proud trample me. Don't let the wicked push me around. Look, they have fallen. They have been thrown down, never to rise again. Proverbs 21, verses 21 and 22. Whoever pursues godliness and unfailing love will find life, godliness, and honor. The wise conquer the city of the strong and level the fortress in which they trust.